When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. Ruralmutual.com. Good morning. It is August 28th, 2019, 5.05 on the clock right now. And my name is Josh Scramlin, filling in for Pam Yonke on the Midwest Farm Report. Got a lot coming up before 6 a.m. First and foremost, today marks the one-year anniversary since the Wetzel family's dairy in Brandon, Wisconsin, got leveled by a tornado. And I've got a very interesting story with them as we circle back and see how they are doing one year later. That's moments ahead. Ag meteorologist Stu Muck will join us around 5.20. And Dr. Sean Connolly gives us an update on Wisconsin soybeans later in the hour. Also, thanks to our friends at Rural Mutual Insurance Company, The Farm Report, is giving you a chance to win a pair of tickets to see Farm Aid when it rolls into Wisconsin on Saturday, September 21st. Head to our website, fabulousfarmbabe.net, click the Rural Mutual banner right on the homepage, and enter your name for a chance to win. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Josh Scramlin. We're taking reservations now for our Farm Tours 2020. I'm Pam Yonke, inviting you to join us. We've got several exciting destinations we'll be traveling to in 2020. We'll start off the new calendar year with our tour to Panama and Costa Rica. Of course, agricultural highlights and a lot of natural beauty. The dates for that trip, January 4th through the 13th. And then remember, come September of 2020, it's off to Scotland and Northern Ireland. Now, if any of these trips are of interest to you, please make sure that you're getting on our mailing list right away. To do that, go to HolidayVacations.com and search for the word PAM. You'll see our itineraries there. Or better yet, pick up the phone and ask for details and brochures yourself. Call toll-free 800-826-2266. That's 800-826-2266. Costa Rica, Panama, Scotland, and Northern Ireland in 2020. America has always been about working hard and achieving dreams. Nowhere is that more true than in the construction industry. Since 1987, Associated Builders and Contractors of Wisconsin has trained thousands of highly skilled and highly paid craft professionals in communities throughout the state. Our 12 registered apprenticeship programs at 11 Wisconsin Technical Colleges help the best and brightest turn dreams into dream careers. Learn more at abcwi.org. The weather's been comfortable the last few days, but there's been plenty of stormy weather and rain all year. We don't have to tell you any of that. I'm Scott Schultz on the northern end of the world's longest barn in Eau Claire. And Josh, as bad as the weather's been this year and all those storms that rolled through, there's one that you are going to tell us about where somebody is back in business one year after a tornado struck them. That's right, Scott. Josh Scramlin here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And there is a farm in Fond du Lac County exactly one year ago today, August 28, 2018. Their dairy was hit by a tornado. It completely leveled their barns. They lost a few of their cows. They they only lost six, which on a 600-plus head dairy farm, I'd say that's pretty good, but uh, still, one cow is too many cows. So I made the drive up to Fond du Lac County. I spoke with the Wetzel family. They are the owner of Pebble Knolls Dairy, and they told me one year later, how are things looking for them and their rebuilt farm after the tornado? Today is August 28th, 2019, and for the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Josh Scramlin. Exactly one year ago today, August 28th, 2018, started out just like any other day for the Wetzel family. 
who owns Pebble Knolls Dairy in Fond du Lac County. Much like every other day on a dairy farm, they got up, did their chores, and just continued to live their Wisconsin dairy life. But unfortunately, Mother Nature had other plans. At approximately 3.40 p.m., a tornado touched down and destroyed the family shop, their two freestall barns, the close-up barn, and the machine shed. On top of that, it also caused damage to three homes, their milking parlor, their old barn, and their calf barn. As for their herd, the Wetzel family went 222 days without milking and ultimately lost six cows to the storm. It's one thing for me to give you all these statistics and tell you the story, but this is a story that needs to be told by the people that experienced it. So I recently stopped by Pebble Knolls Dairy in Brandon, and I spoke with the Wetzel family. Eric Wetzel, and I am the owner of Pebble Knolls Dairy. Danielle Wetzel, I'm his wife. Let's paint the picture for people. Tell me of the destruction that happened here a year ago. Uh, yeah, a year ago, a tornado hit and uh, wiped out two of our freestyle barns in our shop and uh, two other barns and took the calf barn roofs off and just I didn't know what to do I guess you know we wanted to rebuild but uh, there was a long process ahead yet yeah and thinking back to that day what do you remember from that day because it, it certainly had to be one of the darkest days of your life I mean what's running through your head when something like this happens I wasn't thinking I mean it was such shock and I remember thinking, oh, we can just, I don't know, clean it up and go back to milking. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be gone forever, you know. And it's not how it was. No. So walk me through the past year as far as the emotions and then the actual rebuild itself. <laughs> somebody, somebody just said it sucked. <laughs> I, I'm sure it did. So walk me through what the last year has been like. Um, a lot of ups and downs, you know touring other barns and trying to figure out what we wanted to do and you know to make everything the best for the cows again in rebuilding um i guess you know we trying to get the money get the loan get everything passed through um our consultants uh helped us through all of our paperwork that we needed to get done for the bank so we could prove that we could continue farming in the, in the future um, that was an up and down. The insurance company was awesome. Uh, we had the right kind of insurance uh, in place to rebuild. Um, and uh, after that was, you know, just what about all my cows? How, you know, all the cows are at eight different farms, trying to keep up with all that. And uh, we were milking part of our herd and calving in most of our herd at a different facility that we were renting. And... Uh, it all worked out pretty smooth. Uh, there was a lot of sleepless nights to begin with, but uh, I, I had very good comfort in how every, in the direction everything was going. And going off of the cows, the biggest question I'm sure from the general public is, what did happen to the cows? You guys didn't lose as many as people might think, from what I understand. Yeah, uh, the first day, I mean, the, our first reaction once we got to the farm, you know, what are we going to do, do with these cows? You know, we got to get these cows out of here. We got to get them somewhere. We called, you know, it was just a chain line of people calling to get trailers and uh, locations for cows to go. Um, and I think probably 10 area farmers were able to take our cows in that night. And we had 
685 head moved in like five hours. And only five died that night? Six, six died the first night within the first 24 hours. And then uh, we ended up shipping another 70. Danielle, tell me about how the community rallied behind you guys because you were telling me a, a group that you may not think of earlier that helped you guys. And just talk about how the community hopped behind you guys and kind of helped push you through the last year. You know, one of the fundraisers um, that we did that was unbeknownst to us was this group of ladies that are in a bike club um, did a Harley ride for us and gave us a check for $2,000 and just because they wanted to help. Um, our daughter's, one of her SDS class, they did a Halloween dance and gave us a check. And the amount of food that was given to us and meals and water and just the general love and support. Was it ever an option for you guys to just call it quits and say, you know, the, the, car, the cards are stacked against us, we can't go forward anymore? Was that ever a thought? No, it was never a thought. Um, you know, the word from Go was we're going to rebuild and we're going to try to do it right and um, rebuild for the future. My daughters um, are both involved in the farm right now, and uh, one's a cap raiser and one is a assistant herdsman growing into that position. Um, and. I guess we wanted to do it for the future, you know, and there was no doubt that I wanted to rebuild. Well, just looking at the facilities, it looks like you guys are certainly built for the future. Can you tell me, from the ground up, are all these buildings new? Are they revamped? What's new? What's old? Or did you completely have to start over? Uh, all the flatwork concrete is the same. Um, we had to cut three feet off of around all the barns and put new foundations in. Um, so the, the flatwork of the the buildings is still the same and then we went with a, a tunnel ventilation system and uh, just uh, more airflow more comfortable for the cows and uh, hopefully ends up producing more milk in the future and Liz your dad just said that you're gonna be one of the future generations on the farm completely rebuilt what's the next 25 50 years looking like in your mind a lot of hard work, um, a lot big shoes to fill with how my dad has built the farm and how we are doing right now. Uh, we're milking just as well as we were before the cows left or a little bit under that. So just a lot of big shoes to fill. Yeah. And today you guys are having this open house as a thank you to the community. So we touched on it earlier, but sheer number of people, you said there's about 450 people that you think showed up here today. When it initially happened a year ago, people came out of the woodwork how many people were you seeing on your farm that wanted to lend a helping hand oh i'd say that number was about equal um there was people in every field and every building and every everywhere around the farm it was people that we did business with uh people family friends uh people we didn't know and uh just you know a great huge thank you to everybody the dairy situation in Wisconsin right now and across the nation is not the best, even without a tornado. <laughs> you guys have a tornado on top of it. What advice do you have for farmers that are thinking about calling it quits or, or struggling? Because I hope that they would look to somebody like you guys and say, you know, if they did it, we could do it. So what would you have to say to those people? That's kind of why I wanted media here, 
because I think that this is a great success story. And if it's truly in your blood, just keep doing it. We need you. Danielle is absolutely correct. Those of us in agriculture are certainly a resilient bunch. And when tasked with life-altering situations such as the Wetzels were, they still pulled through got up every single morning and knew what they had to do to get their farm back. So as we sit at the one-year anniversary since the tornado ripped apart their farm, I have nothing but respect and I could do nothing but stand up and applaud the Wetzel family for pulling through and reopening their 600-head dairy farm. For more details and photos, you can head to our Facebook page. That is Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook. Make sure to give us a like there. And as always, you can head to our website. That is MidwestFarmReport.com. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Josh Scramlin. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. All business owners want the same thing, to make their business succeed. At Rural Mutual, they help that happen. As the third largest writer of commercial business in Wisconsin, they take the time to learn your business so they can properly protect you. Call your local agent today or visit RuralMutual.com. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Celebrating 100 years, the Wisconsin Farm Bureau. It's a grassroots organization of people just like you and me who care about keeping agriculture strong. Joining the Farm Bureau can also qualify you for a number of money-saving member benefits that include discounts on insurance, travel, even equipment. Farm Bureau proud for 100 years. Become a member today at WFBF.com. A voice for farmers, vision for agriculture. Wisconsin Farm Bureau. No one works harder to help you achieve your goals. You won't find financial experts with more ag knowledge and deeper rural roots. And as a cooperative, our member owners understand this firsthand through benefits like our patronage program, which gives profits back to member owners. This year, Compere Financial is paying out more than $150 million to our member owners. Learn more at Compere.com. Trademarks of Compere Financial, an equal credit opportunity lender. The fabulous farm babe Pam Yonke wants to turn your baby into a fabulous farm baby. Go online now to fabulousfarmbabe.net. Check out those adorable baby bibs and sign up to get yours absolutely free. Thanks to the wonderful folks at Quick Trip. Supplies are extremely limited, so don't delay. Log on now, fabulousfarmbabe.net. Here's a chance to turn your baby into a fabulous farm baby. Taking the bull by the horns and teaching it a thing or two. This is the Wisconsin Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Josh Scramlin filling in for Pam Yonke. It is 520 on a Wednesday. Good morning. Hope you're doing well. Enjoying this weather. It seems like it's been pretty nice lately. Could see some rain later in the week. Which brings me to my good buddy, ag meteorologist Stu Muck. Stu, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing fine, Josh. How are you? I'm doing good. Like I was just saying, it looks like it's going to be nice today, but then it looks like rain could be rolling in throughout the state uh, beginning tomorrow, I believe. Well, uh, don't get all, uh, (laughs) use a a pan phrase, don't get all clutched up over that. (laughs) All right, take it away. 
All right, let's talk about it today. Sunshine, very fine Wednesday in store. A cool front way off to our east, out in the western parts of New York, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, Kentucky, Tennessee, all the way down to the Gulf of Mexico. We've got Dorian in the Caribbean, Aaron heading up the east coast. Nothing going to have that kind of an effect here in Wisconsin or the Midwest as we enjoy some sunshine and a beautiful day today. Now, tomorrow, an upper-level system does drop in out of the northwest. That system up into western Canada this morning. There is some rain north of Minnesota and far on the northern edge of Wisconsin up into the UP today. None of that are concerned. That next upper system drops in. It will mean some more clouds. And tomorrow, I expect in the afternoon or evening, scattered showers or a thunderstorm or two may develop. I don't expect we're in for a big rain or a lot of storminess. We'll watch that one develop into the day tomorrow, but it will bring some rain. It warms up as that system moves in from cooler than normal temperatures today to most likely above normal tomorrow. And then that upper system slides through. We'll go back to cooler than normal for Friday and starting the weekend as well. But in the weekend, another weak system edges in, and I'd expect a little rain chance on toward later Friday, just into the day Saturday. And we'll stay a little on that more normal, comfortable side right on through the Labor Day weekend. I'll have forecast details right after this. At Sloan Implement, we've been helping farmers just like you for 88 years. Innovative John Deere precision farming technology that'll save you money and time. We have 60 RTK towers covering 12 million acres in Wisconsin and Illinois and 21 specialists located at 20 Sloan locations to assist with your John Deere machinery and precision farming needs. At Sloan Implement, we're farmers at heart too. No one works harder to help you achieve your goals. We know how challenging and rewarding farming and this way of life can be. You won't find financial experts with more ag knowledge and deeper rural roots. We grew up here, and many of us are farm kids through and through. So whether you have one acre or a thousand. Whether you're building a house or a legacy. Your friends, family, and neighbors at Compere Financial have your back. And And we're we're ready ready to to champion champion rural together. together. Learn more at Compere.com. Compere Financial. Equal credit opportunity lender. 523 on a Wednesday morning. I'm joined by ag meteorologist Stu Muck. Stu, I know it's Wednesday, but I'm kind of looking towards the weekend right now. i got some family coming over from Michigan. Uh, what's the weather going to look like for us that aren't farming this weekend, and what is it going to look like for those of us that are farming this weekend? Well, it's going to look about the same. We may have just a little rain to start us off late Friday into Saturday, but today we have sunny skies, mostly sunny, lower to mid-70s, kind of breezy too, west winds 10 to 20, could be some gusts up around 30. Overnight, we stay clear and it cools again, mid-50s, the west winds at 5 to 10. Some morning sun Thursday, but the clouds develop, and in the afternoon, a scattered shower or thunderstorm possible, low 80s on Thursday, southwest winds 5 to 15, gusting to 25. Any rain chance ends Thursday night, sunny Friday, lows, low to mid-70s, put it that way, north winds at 5. Your Saturday could be a little drippy and kind of cool, Josh, upper 60s, but we're back into the 70s and warming and drying it out right through the rest of the weekend. All right, sounds good. Ag meteorologist Stu Muck, you will be talking with Reba tomorrow, and I will talk to you again on Friday, all right? Sounds good. Have a great day. All right. Yes, you as well. Thank you so much, Stu. Ag meteorologist Stu Muck joins us every single weekday at 520. Hey, how would you like to go to Farm Aid? It is coming to Wisconsin on Saturday, September 21st, Alpine Valley Music Theater in East Troy. Listen to this lineup. 
Willie Nelson, Neil Young, John Mellencamp, Dave Matthews, Luke Combs, Brothers Osborne, Jamie Johnson, just to name a few. And thanks to Royal Mutual Insurance, the Farm Report is giving you a chance to win a pair of tickets. All you got to do is register to win at fabulousfarmbabe.net. Or you can even go to our Facebook page, again, like the Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook. And it's right there at the top. You cannot miss it. It's got the Royal Mutual logo, the Farm Aid logo. Click right there. Enter for your chance to win those tickets, and you could be seeing Willie Nelson and the gang play at Farm Aid on Saturday, September 21st. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Do you know how many times I've talked to people who say their calendar is held hostage by their kids? Fabulous Farm Baby Pam Yankee here from my buddies at Zimberg Chevrolet Main Street Sun Prairie. Let me explain what I'm talking about. So the kids are busy in the summer, right? Maybe they've got a job. Maybe they are involved in sports and practice. Or maybe they just want to hang out with their buddies. But the catch is they need you to get them there. Listen, my buddies at Zimberg Chevrolet may have some options to help you out. Talk to my friend Steve Newby, for example. Uh, have you ever thought about handing your car down to that uh, new driver? You get a new car, your kids get your current ride. Maybe they've got some options for you there. What about leasing a vehicle? Your kids are in a vehicle that will have the latest safety features, and you are off the hook for delivering them to all the places they want to be. Whatever you're looking at, if it's a brand new Chevy or one of the great used vehicles on the lot in Sun Prairie, my buddies at Zimbrick Chevrolet will match you up with a perfect fit. Zimbrick Chevrolet, Main Street, Sun Prairie. In baseball, these are the moments that bring us to our feet. But the most important moment happens when we all stand together. United for a great cause. We once again join our partners Stand Up to Cancer in reaffirming a commitment to the fight against cancer. Since 2008, Major League Baseball, its fans, players, and coaches have delivered a powerful, determined message that we, together, will defeat cancer. I'm Matt Damon. I'm Candace Patton. Joe Manganiello. Jordana Brewster. Zachary Levi. I'm Uzo Aduba. Cancer has in some way touched all of us. So join Major League Baseball and stand up to cancer as we stand in honor of all loved ones affected by this disease. Visit standuptocancer.org slash MLB. Stand up with us. There is no reason to be intimidated by words like gold, diamonds, jewels. No reason at all, especially when you stop into Goodman's Jewelers, 220 State Street, same location they've been at for over 85 years because they haven't been in business that long by intimidating people. They've been in that business by having beautiful pieces at all price points, whether it be an engagement ring, a wedding band, a pendant, maybe even a necklace, birthday, anniversaries, so many different occasions to give such beautiful jewelry that is very affordable. And of course, they've got the bling bling, the shine and diamonds, but they also have a great selection of other exotic gemstones and a lot of the cuts that are super hot these days. They may have that traditional feel, that traditional customer service, but they also have the new modern looks of today. Stop in and take a look at their jewelry case. Talk to the staff. Find out what it is that they have and what it is that they can create. Go online, goodmansjewelers.com. Someday, everyone will have an energy-efficient tankless water heater and an endless supply of hot water. Benjamin Plumbing is now an A-certified dealer of Renai Tankless Water Heaters, the number one selling tankless water heater in North America. 
Renai tankless water heaters are up to 40% more efficient and provide endless hot water. Stop wasting tons of energy keeping 40, 50, even 75 gallons of water hot all day and night with your old water heater. Call Benjamin Plumbing today and learn more about the new state-of-the-art energy-efficient Renai tankless water heaters, including a factory-extended warranty. Go tankless. Endless hot water for your home with a new Renai water heater from Benjamin Plumbing. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses. I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. I loved playing high school sports. I loved the competition, the camaraderie, the bands, the crowds, all the pageantry. And I wanted to keep playing. But I graduated. No colleges called and neither did the pros. So, to stay close to the game I loved, I decided to become a high school official. You know, a referee. When I played high school sports, I learned the importance of integrity, good sportsmanship, and respect for the rules. Now, as a high school official, I get to help model these same values to others. Maybe the colleges and the pros didn't call, but the kids in Wisconsin did. And now, I'm enjoying the competition, the camaraderie, the bands, the crowds, and all the pageantry of high school sports all over again. Interested in becoming a licensed high school official? Go to highschoolofficials.com to learn more and begin the application process. RJ, I don't know if you uh, put this together. I admit I did not until I heard one of the national shows that I was listening to driving out here to the Oaks this morning. You know, the, they're, they're calling it week zero of the college football season, which I think is very clever. Uh, there's only four games uh, tomorrow, but the, the primetime game is a pretty good one, Florida and Miami. And I had totally forgot that Manny Diaz is the coach of Florida. You know, he was the, or the coach of Miami. He was the coach of Temple for 17 days before <laughs> he took the Miami job. Basically, Mark Richt retired after the pinstripe bowl. RJ, I could argue that the Badgers basically retired or ended Mark Rick's coaching career because back-to-back losses to Wisconsin in the Orange Bowl and pinstripe bowl, including that just shellacking, you know, the 31 nothing beatdown last year, basically Wisconsin put Mark Rick out to pass. Yeah, they, they, I mean, like you guys mentioned earlier, too, I mean, Bo Pelini got fired shortly after Wisconsin put a shellacking on them. Uh, yeah, you lose to Wisconsin in back-to-back bowl games. I guess that'll end your career real quick. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it seems like Wisconsin has that kind of capability to just get uh, get people to realize they're not good. Um, yeah, I think, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see that game uh, tomorrow night. I mean, I'm, I'm Florida, not to, to because we're Badger-centric here, RJ, but, you know, obviously – the SEC, right or wrong, gets so much love. And, you know, did I see this right? Is Florida really ranked eighth in the country, RJ? Yeah, that kind of surprised me, too, uh, when I saw that. And I mean, I was like, like, did did would, their season really go that well last year? Right. Like, I, I mean, we have some questions, certainly, with this team. I want to get to that. But, I mean, on a neutral field, I feel whether it's a regular season game, RJ, or a bowl game, I'd I'd take Wisconsin right now over Florida, and that's the eight, according to the pollsters, that's the eighth best team in college football. I'm just not seeing that. Yeah, I I can't say I am either. I'm, uh, I mean, you're two years off of a four and seven record. I guess you kind of rebounded last year um, with what 
three losses I mean, maybe on the coach, year, but still. Yeah, yeah. I just boy, that that seems extreme, doesn't it? For for to be the eighth ranked team in the country. Anyway, I didn't want to get sidetracked on that, but I thought that was an interesting side note, RJ, with uh, Manny Diaz. All right, speaking of Florida, South Florida. So we actually had a listener kind of call out Wisconsin. Now we talked about this last week, and you know, keep in mind this is not a Power Five school, but you know, Central Florida. Not South Florida, Central Florida, who's in this same conference, you know, this American conference, you know, tried to claim a national title two years ago. They did beat an 11 and one Auburn team, the same Auburn team that beat Alabama, who won the national title in a bowl game. Um, you know, how legit is this conference? Because here's what I was getting to South Florida, yes, they lost six games in a row to end the season, which is crazy to think about. But RJ, they were 7 and 0 at one point last season. Like, what do we make of like this conference and this team, South Florida? Well, they're, they're returning a lot from, uh, from last year, uh, both offensively and defensively. You're returning your top two rushers, uh, one of which was a 1,000-yard rusher last year. You're returning your uh, quarterback, who was a transfer from uh, Alabama, I believe. Um, and, you know, the, the offensively, I mean, they're four of their top five receivers are returning, three wide receivers, one tight end. Um, and, I mean, they have a lot of guys who put up stats last year returning on the offensive side of the ball. Now, defensively, I mean, they're returning a lot of guys too. But, uh, you know, with a team that was given up almost 250 yards rushing last year, that's one way to to lose a lot of games. So, um I'm not sure what that says about a lot of the defensive starters returning. And, yeah, they they did start out well last year, but, I mean, they beat Illinois. Um, (laughs) It's not saying much. uh, And, yeah, their their schedule got a little harder as as their conference schedule came up. But um, it, it does seem to be a little more of a task at least looking at what they got returning on paper offensively um, to, for this Badger defense. And hopefully um, we can see the Wisconsin offense get, you know, time of possession uh, well on their side and moving moving the ball, keeping that clock running, keeping the defense rested, and hopefully that'll turn into a lot of good things happening on both sides of the ball for the Badgers, which is possible to happen, especially. Hi there, this is Josh Scramlin. I got to thinking, it seems like in regular cars, there's so many safety features now. The cars can park themselves, and they've got blind spot detectors and drift alerts and backup cameras. But it doesn't really seem as though there's a lot of that in farm equipment. I asked Cheryl Scolis, who is the Ag Safety and Health Specialist at the Division of Extension at UW-Madison, just how many of these safety features we're starting to see in farm equipment. There's really very minimal safety features coming in farm equipment. One of the issues is that farm equipment is, is designed for the field as the primary use, and the road, the highway travel is a secondary factor to it. And the turnover in safety features is much longer in farm equipment. Um, they typically will say that a new um, car, the average time it takes to get a safety feature into that car is four years. In agricultural equipment, it's like 25 years. 
So one thing's for sure, there's not a lot of safety features making their way into the cabs of tractors, into combines. We're just not really seeing it. So I asked Cheryl if that technology were to make it to farm equipment one day, what type of tech does she see helping farmers the most? Personally, I think some work along the lines of developing the better turn signals, directionals, you know, because as we're going down the roads, our our flashers become our turn signals. And if we have cars following behind us, that um, they don't always, you know, notice that change. So having that change so that that turn signal would be more apparent um, would be one key thing. Just as Cheryl explained, it's not as though it's rocket science or that farmers are asking for these crazy safety features to be installed in their farm equipment. Something as simple as a more obvious turn signal would make a world of difference to the everyday motorist. And another thing that would help farm equipment is something that has become the standard in almost all new models of vehicles. The rear-facing cameras so that as you're traveling, You can see what's behind you would be another factor that from the cab, one of the challenges there is just the size differences and those blind spots in that farm equipment versus where those motor vehicles are going to be, but some greater work towards the rear-facing cameras so that you can see who's behind you and, and what's going on better. It's very, very difficult to find a brand new vehicle that does not have a backup camera. As to where Cheryl just stated, farm equipment doesn't really have anything like that. Now, I told Cheryl that I thought maybe I was stating the obvious, but it sure feels like farmers are having to take extra precautions because of the lack of safety features within farm equipment. Preparing to go on the road starts at your farm. You need to take those extra precautions because, you know, you don't have some of those added features that our our motor vehicles have. So, you know, starting out with the best lighting and marking that, that you can have on that equipment. And then when you're on the road, if it's a really busy road, it might be putting that pilot vehicle, having somebody follow you in a vehicle and, and helping coordinate that travel. But, you know, if we're going to share the road, it, it does take added added side from, you know, the farm side to, to get there safely. Last year in the state of Wisconsin, there were 175 traffic-related crashes involving farm equipment that resulted in 71 injuries and seven fatalities. So as summer rolls around and you see more and more farm equipment on the road, just keep a few things in mind. Always read the signals, share the road, and... If- Oh, sure, I knew it. All of a sudden, Buck's got a great idea on what he wants to do in the backyard. But guess what? The calendar is clipping along. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee here from my friends at McFarland, 780 Carolina Street in the heart of Sauk City. So you know what I did? For our project, I jumped online, McFarlands.net. If you take a look under the heading of Hardware Online, you're going to see a project equipment tab. Basically, no matter what you're planning, they can help you get equipment to get the job done right and hopefully done quicker. Lawn and garden, for example, if you click on that tab, you will find all kinds of items that you can rent from McFarland's to make your job move smoothly. And as always, friendly, helpful service folks that are there from beginning to end. You want to get a project done before weather changes? Then start today at McFarland's. Online, McFarland's.net, or in person, under one roof, McFarland, 78 Carolina Street, in the heart of Sauk City.
In baseball, these are the moments that bring us to our feet. But the most important moment happens when we all stand together. United for a great cause. We once again join our partners Stand Up to Cancer in reaffirming a commitment to the fight against cancer. Since 2008, Major League Baseball, its fans, players, and coaches have delivered a powerful, determined message that we, together, will defeat cancer. I'm Matt Damon. I'm Candace Patton. Joe Manganiello. Jordana Brewster. Zachary Levi. I'm Uzo Aduba. Cancer has in some way touched all of us. So join Major League Baseball and Stand Up to Cancer as we stand in honor of all loved ones affected by this disease. Visit standuptocancer.org slash MLB. Stand up with us. It's Josh Scramlin filling in for Pam Yonke. Wednesday, August 28th is what it says on the calendar. And let's take a look at your news and opening markets on a Wednesday. Kentucky Fried Chicken announced the brief introduction of Beyond Fried Chicken in a trial run, which is a meat-free alternative to its staple products. In partnership with Beyond Meat, the fast food chain tested the new offering briefly Tuesday at an Atlanta, Georgia location. Customer feedback from the Atlanta test will be considered as KFC evaluates a broader test or potential national rollout. Beyond Fried Chicken is fried to order. It is available as a nugget or as a boneless wing. The products are 100% plant-based, and Beyond Meat says they are prepared in a dedicated fryer. In a news release, KFC President and Chief Concept Officer Kevin Hockman stated, Our customers will find it difficult to tell that it's plant-based. Beyond Meat continues to grow its line of meat-imitating products through fast food chain restaurants. Within the last month, Beyond Meat has announced product offerings at Subway and Dunkin' Donuts as well. And now for a look at your opening markets. Right now, Cash Corn is at 358. That is up one penny. A new Crop corn is at 365 and three quarters. That is down half a cent. Cash beans currently sit at 847 and a quarter. That is up one penny. And new crop beans are at 861. That is up one and three quarters of a cent. Cash wheat is at 470 and three quarters. That's down three cents. And new crop wheat is at 475. That is down one and three quarters of a cent. Butter is at 221. That's up one and a quarter. Black cheddar at 187 and three quarters. That is down a quarter of a penny. And cheddar barrel is at 168. That is up one and a half cents. As for milk, September milk currently sits at 1730. That is up five cents. And October milk is at 17. That is up one cent. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. The fabulous farm babe Pam Yonke wants to turn your baby into a fabulous farm baby. Go online now to fabulousfarmbabe.net. Check out those adorable baby bibs and sign up to get yours absolutely free. Thanks to the wonderful folks at Quick Trip. Supplies are extremely limited, so don't delay. Log on now, fabulousfarmbabe.net. Here's a chance to turn your baby into a fabulous farm baby. There goes Pam Yonke across Wisconsin in her suburban truck. Reclaim water from cow manure? Wisconsin-based Aqua Innovations' proprietary nutrient concentration system delivers pathogen-free organic fertilizer, fewer trucks on the road, and a balance between growth and the environment. Aqua Innovations, here for good. And by Blaine's Farm and Fleet, the original, authentic, still family-owned since 1955. Keep up with Pam at fabulousfarmbabe.net, Facebook, and Twitter. Kick off 2020 in fine fashion, joining us on our farm tour to Costa Rica and Panama. I'm Pam Yankee. The dates for the tour, January 4th through the 13th, 2020. Aside from the natural beauty of Arenal Volcano National Park, Monteverde Cloud Forest Reserve, 
the Panama Canal, indigenous populations, and more. We'll see agricultural highlights. Get the brochure today, 800-826-2266 or holidayvacations.com. Your first car? That's freedom, baby. The new job with new opportunities? Freedom's really ringing. Dumping your stuffy landlord for an investment all of your own? That's the best freedom of all. Freedom of choice. That's where Right on Target Real Estate can help. When a house or condo comes on the market in the area of your choice, you'll be instantly notified so you get the best deal. Right on Target Real Estate is really, really confident they can find you a home at an affordable price. Visit rightontargetrealestate.com. How are your soybean fields looking? Yeah, there's a lot of folks around the state of Wisconsin. Corn, soybeans, we're looking at it all. And after the growing season we've experienced, plenty of farmers that are coming up with questions. And that's why it's time for us to catch up with the folks from the Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Board and your soybean checkoff update. You know, these are your soybean checkoff dollars at work for you. Not just here in the studio telling the story about how they're being channeled, the buyers that are being engaged, the consumers that are being educated, but the research that's going on on your behalf. And with that thought, mine. Dr. Sean Connolly, University Extension Soybean Specialist, back along with us. And we've uh, we've had a lot of conversations about this, Sean. Uh, we had the Agronomy and Soils Field Day that was last week of August. And now let's talk a little bit about uh, the conversations you're handling. Number one on my mind when I drive around the state of Wisconsin is what happens if we get an early frost? And it's not just soybeans, although that's where our focus is, but there's a lot of crops that are going to really suffer if we get an unusually early frost. Yeah, I would agree 100%, Pam. If we look across the state and just knowing how many acres were planted late, and by late I'm you know, going to arbitrarily use June 1st, there was hundreds of thousands of acres were planted late. And then there was some misinformation out there that for growers, that if you're planting late, to actually go with a later maturity group bean, and that would just be devastating in a, gr- in a growing season like this where we are – you know, behind schedule for GDU, the development is behind. I mean, we're sitting here and we're normally well into the R5 growth stage, touching R6. I mean, we're R3, R4. So we're probably two to three weeks behind. And I'm a l- really c- a little bit concerned that we're going to get in, especially if we have an early frost, we're going to have to deal with those butter beans and having a dry beans. And that's never a good good deal for Wisconsin farmers, specifically knowing the fact there's going to be bin loads of wet corn to be dealing with as well. Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about that. The other thing that we might be looking at, uh, the U.S. Department of Agriculture allowed farmers to use soybeans as a cover crop. I think initially we were good with that because maybe it'll turn into a forage. You know, now it's not just that we got them in the ground late as a cover crop. We haven't had the heat. And now, again, adding that element of an early frost, will it even be worth much as a forage? I wouldn't expect so. If you look at where we're looking at in terms of optimal biomass versus forage quality, we generally try and push growers to wait till we're in that R5 growth stage, basically yeah. seed fill. Because yeah. um, if we get much later than that, then as we go through and we uh, do the mower conditioning with that, we a bunch of the you know the beans fall out. But again, we just don't have the biomass out there to I think make it unless farmers are desperate for forage, and some of them are. Um, I don't know if we'd really have the biomass out there to, to basically spend the time and fuel running across those fields. Are you going to start uh, disseminating information on how we price a standing acre of those, quote, forage soybeans? Because to your point, I think the lousy corn crop, the uh, questionable small grains that we had, 
there are probably a lot of livestock operators that may take a look if your bean field looks better than mine bean field, but it's not going to make it to the bin. How can we come to an agreement? Uh, I'm, I'm sure I don't know how many people you can call for that kind of advice, Sean. You and Damon and the crew might have to put your beans together literally and try to figure out how to price that. Yeah, we do have some of those um, applications available to farmers, but again, it's kind of a rough guesstimate. It's, it's kind of like it's really I mean, we have a t- challenging enough time trying to play, uh, price standing corn, and you can do a pretty good job, fairly accurate estimate of yield uh, when you're out just checking the ears. I always tell farmers, I can tell you what your soybean yield is, plus or minus 50 bushels, and I'll start at 50. <laughs> yeah. So, so again, with that being said, I think, again, I understand the need, and you spoke to that with the, uh, with the winter wheat. There's a lot of scabby wheat out there, and there's going to be some vomitoxin questions and how you're going to be able to fit that in this situation. And, you know, again, when we're tight with all these cover crops, we're going to want to know what we're going to do with all these acres to be able to kind of hold down some of these the soils. So, again, there's a lot of questions out there, and it's going to be a challenging fall when you throw on top of it what the commodity prices and uh, and what the local cash prices. It's it's a challenge. Well, and then uh, imagine, like you said, if you don't have your own drying situation, you really are going to be uh, at the mercy. So just while we're talking about this, if you say, well, yeah, but I want to know that stuff. Yeah, I need to get into that uh, information stream. Let's remind you again that this is out there. When Dr. Conley gets answers or sees something, he's immediate to respond, and he does it a couple different ways. You'll see information posted immediately at coolbean.info. You can follow him at BadgerBean on Twitter. And then uh, you, Dr. Damon Smith, uh, Rodrigo Worley, all you guys contribute to the Badger Crop Doc group, too. Correct. Right. So that's the uh, basically what we've done to be able to disseminate our information, again, through the Wisconsin Soybean Association and Marketing Board. They've been instrumental with us and in being able to get this information out into the hands of growers. Like, I'm not a Facebook book person, but I know Pam does a really good job of pushing our stuff out through Facebook, as does uh, the Discover Media Works and uh, Soybean Association. So there's lots of opportunities to, to just depending on how you actually communicate um, with with, uh, with us. So again, feel free, and if you can't find it, just drop me an email because I know that if one or two farmers have questions, there's hundreds of farmers that have the same questions, and we're, you know, that's basically our job is to respond to these needs and get this information out as quickly as possible. Well, and of course, the other thing is we we talk to them on the radio and as we mentioned social media, but you guys are going to be burning miles. Uh, with field days and uh, stuff like that uh, all through the through the harvest. Right. We have a lot of field days, and, and I would expect generally when we have these tough situations, tough falls, we have ones that just spring up if there's a local need. So stay tuned to your county educator, your uh, you know local, local extension agent, because they disseminate the, our information, again, through their newsletter. So we're, again, trying to reach each one of the farmers out there, because each one of you reads different material. Well, and each one of you is in a little different situation as far as soil type, as far as location, uh, planting date. And uh, although you may feel like you're very unique to Sean's point, uh, those questions are popping up everywhere. So now let's talk about next year then. So let's say that it's just not good this fall. I have a lot of adjectives in my head right now, Sean, but not for the radio. So it's not going to be a good fall, let's say. Let's say that uh, 
El Nino, La Nina, whatever you want to call it, gives us an exceptionally early frost. How does that impact soybeans? Are soybeans like corn where they basically, okay, if it's a killing frost or if it's, a, if it's really bad, we really lose a lot of uh, possible advancement? How do soybeans react if we do get an earlier frost? Yeah, the challenge with soybean is that generally if you look at a soybean plant, you have differential maturity. Uh, what happens is, is you generally start flowering in the third to fourth node, and then as that plant continues to grow taller, because we are indeterminate soybeans in Wisconsin, we flower for four to six weeks. So we generally have different pods, even on the same node, that have different uh, a growth stage or physiological maturity, if you will. And the challenge we get into is even at even if we make it to that R7 growth stage, which we, you know, coined physiological maturity. We can still see as much as a five to seven percent yield hit if we get too early of a killing frost or something happens at that time that drought stress kicks in or a disease just comes in and totally decimates that crop. So we still have a little bit of flexibility at the end because you know in a good wet year, fall we get those big beans at the yeah. end of the season. That's the same type of a thing. If you flip it in an early frost, those big beans now become tiny beans, and they're butter beans, and then they have problems with storage and having to dry them. And again, and then not to mention the dockage you're going to get hit if you try to deliver those to the elevator. Okay, so I planted beans as a cover crop, waiting to see if it was going to turn into forages. Um, I'm not going to make it to forages of any value. Do we then plow it down? If I'm thinking about a plow down for a green manure crop, then Sean, I also worry about the weeds that I'm plowing down with them. Give me just a little something I might want to think about when I'm bouncing around in the truck or the combine. What happens if that field doesn't make it for forage quality, doesn't make it for even butter bean consideration? Do I plow it down as a green manure crop? And what else do I have to think about? I would actually leave it as a standing crop, um, mainly because... You know, again, just thinking about the biomass capacity out there. So if you don't have enough biomass to make it really feel like it's a good forage crop, you're not going to have a lot of residual or residue out there to hold the soil. So I'd much rather have the farmers just leave that stand all season long. Those soybean uh, stems will deteriorate pretty quickly, and you can either hit them with a quick finishing pass in the spring or just no-till corn right into them because there's not going to be a lot of, of biomass out there. So I would just leave them stand. I wouldn't even mess with trying to spend the fuel or to get, to get across that till till next spring and know what you've got. Well, all right. Something to think about. We hope you don't have to think about it, but if you do, now you know that Dr. Sean Conley and the staff are ready to try to give you as many answers as they possibly can. Again, I would remind you, uh, you can go to the Wisconsin Soybean Association website, badgerbean.com. You can go to coolbean.info. You can follow him on Twitter, at badgerbean. But the bottom line is, stay engaged in the conversation because this weather, the situations we're dealing with, will change. And this conversation brought to you courtesy of your soybean checkoff dollars and the 